are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 193 for the week of April 24th, 2016. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to a song of Ice and Fire. And starting this week and going for ten more weeks after this, or nine more weeks after this, Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. And it seems like this is going to be, it's going to be us two, mostly, yeah. geez, and, and maybe some guests along the way, but for tonight it's just us two. Uh, Ashley is, I'm starting to think Ashley is like uh, uh, Mance Raider, where she's sort of uh, north of the wall, but every now and then she pops down south. And, you know, hopefully Ashley will join us at some point. We don't know for sure if she's watching this season yet, but uh, uh, when uh, when we can reach her, we will figure out that information hopefully she'll be back and and mimi is off in the uh the great waste there <laughs> yeah, r- raising the air to house manwoody soon so i was gonna say what what's still secret is is all her stuff public knowledge now yeah that is out there so so she's married she's having yeah. a baby yep um and uh she's off in mongolia right now i think so so wait, she, wait, she's married now? Oh man, I guess I can leave the podcast because that's really the only reason I ever joined <laughs> was to hopefully get a date, win a date with Mimi. But alas, that ship has sailed. So I guess let's get right into it. We don't have to spend too much, too long on these things. We can have straight to the point episodes. Yeah, um, exactly. That's hope, what I'm hoping to do this this year with it. Nice. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so this is season six, episode one, the Red Woman. What's your lemon cake rating? Uh, I don't really think about it that much, but I'll just give it a three out of five. Bowl had some good parts, had some bad parts, but it's 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 early to tell how it's going to go. So three out of five. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I think it kind of, you know it suffered from the normal episode premieres where there's so many stories you have to check in with everybody and nobody really gets any meat. Hmm. But um, but uh, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a three because there actually were some moments in here that were pretty pretty wild, pretty some good reveals and some good kind of interesting things. So. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about it. We start off. Let's start off uh, up at Castle Black, and uh, Jon Snow did not get resurrected yet. Yeah, I feel that was kind of like a tease. Like I, I, nobody really thought he was going to come back in the first episode, but it kind of seemed Bull like they might shit. do that. <laughs> you thought he, you thought he was? Uh, I mean, maybe. I think a lot of people thought he was going to come. Right. Okay. Right. Interesting. I, I guess I should mention that I was at the Ice and Fire convention this past weekend. Oh, how was that? So it was good. We actually watched. A lot of people were gone, but a few of us stayed and we watched the premiere there. Okay. Uh, but even before that, we had like kind of a poll, and people were thinking mostly about episode three, so when he's coming back. So I don't think anyone voted episode one mm. that he'd be coming. So that's like from that sample. But I guess overall, people might have thought. That he was coming back this episode. Yeah. I guess they really need to establish that he is, in fact, dead. Yeah. So that when he comes back, <laughs> he'll be out of his Night's Watch contract, right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't really show Ghost much at all, but I, th- I feel like Ghost is still Ghost right now, probably. Do you think John has. Do you, you don't think Ghost is Jon Snow? Or Jon Snow is in Ghost right now? Yeah, I think that's probably something they just don't need to bother to go into. Like, they don't really need to do it. They can just have Melisandre. Maybe. Bring him back later. So I don't know. They made like they they made a point of having uh, uh, Davos um, make sure that Ghost was in the room with them. Mm. And there was I like mean, a, it was good to have him with <laughs> <laughs> just be killed out there too, right? So I mean, very true, very true. Yeah. And there were some shots of them like face to face. At least one shot where Ghost was like right there with John face. It's something that almost doesn't need to be explained because 
doesn't, I mean, you, you need it in the books kind of like, oh, it preserves his personality, but we haven't really gone into that in the show. Why do you need to show that he was there? And if he was, I guess he can just mention it yeah. <laughs> later. Yeah. So. And I guess I should tell if anybody's new listening to this, uh, we are a book podcast, so we're going to be coming at this from a book perspective. So if you're the person who doesn't want to hear about comparisons between the book and the show, this might be the wrong thing to listen to. <laughs> right, Amit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least the, we're almost, we're at the same point right now, but there's still insider information that you get. I mean, like, we played, uh, the, there's a new trivia game. Jason's game was at Ice and Fire Con. It was interesting because like some of the questions were incredibly hard because they're like minutia, but some of them were really easy because you're a book reader. So if you read the books, it'll always affect how you come at things, even the trivia game. Okay. Even though it was a show-only thing, you could deduce things from the books. Now, this is Jason uh, from Fantasy Flight, right? Yeah, that we had on a couple episodes ago, okay. or 190. Nice. How was, <laughs> how, how was the game? It was good. It was a good game. It was frustrating at times because you did have to remember that it is show-only, and uh Sometimes it, I mean, one of the questions like, what's the language of the others? Apparently there, there is a language of the others. It's like Scroth. Really? Yeah. Well, we need to get David J. Peterson back on here and let's. Yeah, I know. I think he made, I mean, he must have made that language, so. Love it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But it's fun because it's not just like reading the questions. You're trying to like put stuff on the board and there's like a basic form and there's advanced form where you have, you can do all kinds of things. It's crazy. Hmm. it, it it was really well designed. I was, I was quite happy with it, and it should be quite popular, especially within the TV show uh, fandom. Wonderful. I'll have to check that out. But uh, getting back to it, we uh, I feel like everything we're going to talk about, we're going at the end of it, we're going to go. So, do you think that's a spoiler for the book? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, people there were saying that like they liked the, hearing those contra- uh, like the comparisons and trying to deduce. But I, I, my point of view is always the minimalist in- interpretation, like. If you see Stannis dies, well, he's not going to be on the throne, but I, you don't even know if he's going to die. I always try to take the minimal um, impact on the books. There okay. might be some there. That's my point of view, but interesting. So uh, we have uh, uh, Davos sort of taking control of this situation, getting uh, this little rebel group of John supporters together. And uh, Alistair Thorne uh, takes credit for the killing. He seems to still have the most nice watch at his back, and then he's going to try to convince these guys to come out of the room. And uh, what do you think? Do you think he's being honest or not? Do you think he would let them go, or do you think he'd just murder them outright? I think he might. He could let Davos go. I mean, he's just one guy, and he's going to leave. Maybe the other guys that are going to stick around risk that. He might actually kill them. Hmm. So it was funny because initially, when they when they first said John was dead, it kind of and everyone was mad. It kind of seemed like the guys who killed Caesar, and then how they got a bad reception. <laughs> After that, they thought they were going to have a good reception, but it just then it didn't really keep going. Yeah, on that angle. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, but I'm sure there's lots of people there that still want support John, but he's dead. So if you came back, they well, they'd support him. They might also be scared of him too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah. And we have Dolores Ed going to get the wildlings. I'm assuming, yeah, um, to fight and help them and fight for John. Or yeah, get Tormund back in there. <laughs> what, what's gonna? Did you watch the next week on? I did, but I like. Only at the end, I've only watched it once. It was really fast. Was there something related to, to this area? Uh, well, they show Ramsey saying, I'm going to attack Castle Black. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is it like, is Ramsey going to bring up, looking for Sansa, obviously, is he going to bring a force up there? Is the Wildlings going to show up? That Alistair and his people? And is it, is, is that going to be like the, the battle that sort of decimates Castle Black and leaves the wall open for. Like leaves the gate open maybe for like the whites to come through or something. This the the timing of it is weird. You think this wildling thing would come would happen soon, like the next episode or the third, like the 
they're not going to take the whole season to get there. Yeah. Uh, as for Ramsey, I mean, he's mentioning Sansa. Probably they probably headed north, but that's yep. where they think they go. I don't know if they'll actually bring the forces up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. But uh, I guess the big the big thing happens at the end of the episode that, that happens at Castle yeah. Black is that uh, uh, Melisandre is indeed an old lady, which we. I mean, I think we both predicted here. Like, I think we were on board on that theory. Yeah, I think I think we all believed that theory. I think it was widely believed, but we never had any sort of confirmation, really, right? Yeah, we knew she was glamoured. We thought she was old. She had memories from a long time ago. But I mean, it, and we knew she much. and we knew she had that power because she did it to Mance or Rattleshirt. Um, yeah, other people had used that power. Power Bloodraven had used it, so it, it existed. We just didn't know how, like she really was really old, and she was. <laughs> She is. I mean, this she, is one that uh, I take, like you're saying, well, what does it spoil from the books? Like, my understanding is that this is one, one, one of the ones they've actually said George told us that she's old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, so that's one of those things. I think everybody sort of thought that. So uh, while it is a, a, a confirmation, it's not too not too. And, and, and I wouldn't think they could have thought of it on their own, to be honest. <laughs> they wouldn't need, or, or either, either they read fandom theories or George told them, right? Yeah. Be honest, right? Because it is subtle to 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 find it to see all the pieces together. Mm. But now people were talking. I mean, the next step is like, okay, she's really old. Is she Shira Sea Star that we had mentioned? And my point of view is like, well, it doesn't prove that at all. It just proves she's really old. She could be anybody still. So you got to be careful how far you leap from what's being revealed here. <laughs> you crazy, you crazy nerds. <laughs> Very cool. Anything else you need to talk about in Castle Black? Or oh, didn't you think it was a little extensive the shot they had of her on both sides? But now, now was that yeah. still Clarice uh, Van 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 Houten? Oh my God, I butchered that name. Uh, was that still the same actress, just sort of like in CG and makeup? Was that a different actress? Like what? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I don't think it would be. Why would they keep her there? It doesn't really. She could look like anything, right? It doesn't have to look like somewhat like her. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I guess I could go and look at the credits or whatnot, but um, afraid I don't have that in front of me. So, uh, listeners, let us know. Did, did you did you check out the end credits? Is it the same actress or is it somebody different? How did, how exactly did they do that? It just seemed a little extent. Like I, I, you could have had just the mirror shot in the bed, but it was just like walk over to the bed. And... <laughs> well, a lot of people think that's like that was just showing her like giving up, like almost lying down to die. Yeah, this is her low point right now. So uh, let's move a little little further south. We get to uh, Winterfell. We have Ramsay over the body of Miranda and this nice little speech that just kind of turns on its head and he shows the sick that he really is. Yeah. Um, that's just seemed like ridiculous stuff for the for the show. Um, I, I thought uh, the corresponding scene with uh, Roos was really good, though. I thought Roos is one of the strongest actors left in the show right now. Mm. Thank you. So that's the scene where he talks about how Ramsey needs Sansa, correct? Yeah. And just he puts Ramsey in his place. He's like, Oh, I hope like that she's pregnant with the son <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah even Ram- though the logic doesn't exactly make I mean like the even within the show I don't think the Lannisters are gonna be much of a threat. I mean the books there have spent force, but he's like, Oh, we're gonna be worried about the Lannisters, like, who? Who's gonna come up here, Jamie? Like but has word of like the Lannisters sort of crumbling at King's Landing? How far is that word reached? Because as as far as the people seem to know, that the Lannisters are still in charge, right? The, the King Tommen is still there. Or do you think Roose would have? I mean, probably knew that they were weak when he rebelled or quote rebelled. I mean, he just I don't know. It, it, they need to have a external threat, but there might be enough threat coming from the North, anyways. Mm. To to bring in these. I mean, the, the, it seems that they're going to actually build up the other Northern Lords. 
this season, which I like. I mean, I wish they had done it in season three, but at least they will get some of those now. Well, who? Like, what, why, what makes you think that? Uh, I think they cast somebody related to the Umbers. Oh, this, this is, is casting little, news. I haven't yeah. been paying attention to it. I think so. And I mean, even within this episode, it says, like, we're going to need the rest of the North. So it's, it makes it seem like they're going to flesh out some of the more, rest of the North, some of that diplomacy. Maybe even, like, Manderley. I don't know. Mm, pie. The only question is, where the heck were they out before this? So then moving on, we get to Theon and Sansa making it, uh, running from the hounds, crossing the river, and, uh, Theon sort of, uh, attempting to do what I've always wanted to happen, <laughs> redeem himself a little bit. Yeah. With a, uh, kind of a, uh, his heart was in the right place, but a sort of bad plan about walking ten feet away and trying to hide her. Um, but he confronts, he sort of, uh, he sort of steps up, tries to get them off her trail, it doesn't really work. And out of nowhere, here comes the cavalry, Bran and Pod. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like everyone was cheering in the uh, the viewing there and the fight there. <laughs> yeah. I like that moment. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, that was pretty cool. Pod uh, in particular, getting in there, involved in there as well. <laughs> yeah, he he killed a dude. Yeah, has he killed anybody yet? In well, he ha- well he did because he he saves Tyrion way back when. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. But like this is even more okay. combat experience. So yeah, that one was kind of from behind. <laughs> Takes him in the rear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I really love this moment where um she pledged her sword to Sansa and yeah. Sansa while freezing in the middle of the frozen north sort of kind of stumbled over the proper words and and then uh Podrick helped her out a little bit and um I thought that was a really kind of beautiful moment. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, although I mean it's kind of odd that that uh Theon was the one who nodded like we should do something. Like if he had a different expression, fine. But that's worth mentioning. People did notice that. I don't know if you... Dude, was there a problem with him nodding? Well, that in combination with Sansa needing prodding kind of makes it seem like Sansa's completely clueless in the scene. Now, from what, from what I've kind of... I've avoided trailers for the most part, but it seems like she gets more, more of a grip later on, so she could have just been shell-shocked, especially going through a river at that point. Yeah. But. Well, Sophie Turner has said this is like Sansa. You're, you're going to like Sansa this season. Yeah. So this is like, again, this was her low point until this point. Now she has a knight in, basically a knight in her service and probably going to go uphill from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, this reminds me, because this, this is, I mean, you got part of the answer already, but there's a trivia question related to Pod saying, what, what is the first thing he got to do with Brienne that he didn't do before? And it's not fighting uh, and it's not cleaning, it's cooking. Cooking. Okay. That was the answer. <laughs> cooking. Nice. Tyrion wouldn't have trusted his cooking. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyrion was at King's Landing. He could have other people cook his meal for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to King's Landing, Cersei. Let's go there. Yeah, we have uh, Jamie returning with their dead daughter, Marcella, and once again, Cersei, with a ray of hope when the boat arrives, is once again dashed, and the prophecy of Maggie the Frog continues to come true. I thought it was pretty forgettable, but because it just seemed like more of the norm for Cersei at the moment. Okay. Well, I don't like prophecies in the book, so I like this. Yeah, I, I guess okay. Jamie was like, "Fuck the world! It's just the two of us." It's like, it's kind of like, all right, we've seen all this shit before. What's going on? And then um, Tommen's the last one. So, long live King Tommen! Yeah. First of his name. I kind of want him. It was funny. Somebody was telling me they're like, "Well, her and Robert did have a, a child that died." Uh, uh, um, you know, of course. Yeah, the whole story. Yeah. That whole story. And I'm like, so what if that was the first one, and then Joffrey was the second, and Marcella was the third, and then Tommen lives? Mm. But it also <laughs> said, like, gold shall be their crowns. It made me think, seem like they had to have gold hair. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I also think that that story is probably the way we, we kind of said. Oh, she probably was lying. It probably was true. Okay, yeah, she probably was lying in the show even. Mm. So let's see what what else. What, what oh Marjorie? We visit Marjorie. Yeah, uh, with uh, Septa Un- Un- Unella. Is it Septa annoying? Septa annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Some, I saw somebody yes. said that her and Stannis should meet up because they can read rules and punish people for breaking them. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, then we have uh, she's kind of the bad cop, and then the good cop of the High Sparrow comes in, and we have this little scene that no, uh, she sort of admits that nobody is free of sin. Um, yeah. But she's looking for Loris, and I'm curious what they're going to do with that because the actor who plays Loris um, is now uh, now has a Netflix show that is taping. Um, he's the lead in Iron Fist that is going to be coming out on Netflix. So I'm I'm curious if he worked out a schedule so they film uh, he can film both, or if he is gone from the show. Well, even if he was in the show, it's not like he would have that many scenes they could do it. But I guess that could be a sign that he's going to die this season. Hmm. And they could. I mean, you think either they're going to kill them off, which we we, which we get to later. You're either going to they're either going to kill off people that they can't deal with, or they're going to save them. So, <laughs> I guess they could kill because we don't. Where's the Tyrell troops? This might always be my. Where are the Tyrell troops? Uh, my my own nitpicks, but maybe they don't. They're not there, so they're not there. Let's just kill them off and close that side of the story. But um, Marjorie, I think, is going to get out. And what they even want her to confess to to lying about her brother. Because I don't think she's been sleeping with anyone since she married Tom and maybe before. I think the point of the scene was that everybody has something to confess, no matter how big or how small. Yeah. But he, what else? What's his game plan withholding her right now? His game plan... Everybody keeps asking me this, and I, I don't yeah. understand. They established last season his game plan is just to follow God's order, which is everybody has sins, and our job is to have people confess their sins and cl- and, and pure, yeah. the, purify themselves. I keep hearing everybody going, oh, what's his plan? Is he gonna, he's gotta figure out who's gonna be on the Iron Throne and everything. I don't think he gives a shit at all. Okay. But if she, but if she confesses, that's it. She gets to go out? Yeah. Just like Cersei did. Cersei did, I'll confess, I'll walk naked. Yeah. And now they don't care about her. She's cleansed herself, so if Marjorie goes through something similar, then she'll be free of her. Yeah. So he's ultra Puritan in the, in the show. He's yeah, a, re- he's a religious fanatic, and that's, cause in, in the books, he still has some political element to him as well. He, he has, that's why he lets Marjorie go out on on parole because like he doesn't want to face the Tyrell army. Mm. But, uh, I guess yeah, he, he could just be even more of a fanatic here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where do we move on from that? Let's go to Dorne. Yeah, let's go there. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> I was uh, I I might I might say as much as they've like really kind of fucked over the Dorne Dornish in the show and and they're very not likable and everything yeah. save for Oberyn. Um, I really kind of enjoyed this scene because there was a death, a friend of mine, I, I'm going to quote her on this, but she said, um, not an exact quote, but she said that, uh, she's like, there was a death that hadn't happened, a major death that hadn't happened in the books. And it was like, oh, I've forgotten what that feels like. <laughs> and that's, was- that's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, oh crap, they killed him. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, from an overall perspective, you can understand why they did it. Because Doran wasn't going to get them involved in the war here. And it seems like they want Doran involved in the war. And the easiest way to do it is they already have Valeria being like, after the bloodlust. For a war. Yep. Yeah, kill him off and sub her in. So. Yeah, do you think she is going... 
is she going to take the throne? Are, are the Dornish people going to let her take the throne? And is she going to amass the army to attack King's Landing? In, in the books, this wouldn't have worked. Like, they just, they just killed off the Martells basically, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, the show is, this is Dorn. It's not Sunspear. It's a different existence, right? And just every, all the, the way that all the guards just stood there just shows that everybody was wanted war. Like, everybody. And they didn't like Doran. So, the, yeah, they're gonna rally around her and they're gonna get involved in the war. I don't, I really sincerely doubt they'll be like, oh no, some lords will come, like, we don't accept you. No, that's not gonna happen. I think they're gonna just get involved in the war now. Yep, I agree. I, I feel like she's really taken the Ariana. Uh, uh, role and that uh, the people will follow her lead. Um, so she's becoming much more of a uh, interesting character in the show, I guess you could say. Yeah, like they're uh, they're going to be involved in the war. I don't know exactly how, so we'll see how how it's there. But it makes sense that they want to put him in directly. And again, like in in the books, they might have sort of got involved via Aegon. We don't have that, so we needed a different path to get them involved in the war. Yep. So this was it. Um, and then Hota just went down so weakly, though. Oh, can we have a moment of silence for Arya Hota? One of my favorites that did not get to shine at all. He just got backstabbed. Beautiful. <laughs> and Bashir. Are you... I was so disappointed. I'm like, Bashir! Yeah! Oh, murder! Like, no, take out uh, like, kill yourself one of your it. medical tricorders. <laughs> I feel like they had, like, plans and then they were like, oh, shit, we're running out of time. We gotta... We can't yeah. have this. We can't have this dude here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also it, it also is consistent with what they did last season because they kind of knew that they were screwed the second news came out here that Marcella was dead. Yeah. So they had to either run away or act against him. Um, yeah, I mean, and I guess Hota is uh, local or something because again, like he, Doran hasn't even gone on any trips, so I don't know. He could just be a local guard, right? <laughs> so that's why he sucked. <laughs> oh man! And then we have uh, the death of Tristane as well. Yeah. Somehow, even though he was on the boat that was sailing away at the end of last season, he was on—he was now on a different boat that the Sand Snakes got on. No, I felt like the the second time I watched this this scene, it's the same boat that's at King's Landing. He just didn't come off it. So wait, the Sand Snakes are in King's Landing? Yeah, they they took another boat to get there. I think because they're just looking oh, at the architecture. Shit, I don't believe that for a second. So what the hell is he doing on a, I mean he's painting the uh the thing for her for for Marcella like the uh, the rocks fuck uh, cuz right before that scene I think it's the same harbor like it, it it would make sense like why he's there first of all like remember how we complained about like why did they went there with the Dorn ship well, at least he was smart enough to, not to get off the ship cuz I feel like if he'd gotten off the ship so they would have had him killed cuz it would have just been like you know rubbing the salt okay. in the wound Oh, interesting. I have not heard this theory yet. Yeah. I have not heard the theory that... The, yeah, interesting. But why the hell is he on a ship, just sitting on a ship painting rocks, right? That's the way I, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how, how did they get there, though? Because I, I felt like they... I haven't rewatched the episode from season five, but weren't they on also on the docks? So yeah, they were on the ship. docks, yes, yeah. with Alaria. And he did seem somewhat surprised to see him. I don't know, it was hard to read his his reading. He didn't really say, like, how did you get here, but... So you think they're in King's Landing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think they're going to magically teleport to Dorne next episode? Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll actually get to, up to causing trouble in King's Landing. Oh, oh, whoa! This is a, <laughs> this is crazy thinking. I kind of, I'm kind of digging this. I don't know if I hundred percent believe it, but I'm I'm digging where your brain's at right now. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the still scene now. This kind of looks like okay. This is that. Let me go back to the scene where they where they boat in here. It looks like it's the same harbor. You are freaking blowing my mind. <laughs> I was just trying to think why else would he be on a ship. And you know, I, I would be more happy. That, no, it, it looks pretty much like kind of a similar cliffside here. 
looks like a, I don't know. Well, we'll find out soon, right? Although I guess if they just teleport back, we won't. But uh, hmm, hmm. he is in a ship. In that, in, in, in like the, the like, did you think he was in a ship when he got killed? Yes. Like, yeah. But I thought he was. A sh- I was thought he was a ship down in Dorne. I thought he kind of like returned to Dorne. Oh, you mean like maybe this is when he got back to Dorne? They came to kill him. I guess that could be the other way. Well, like we. I think. Got- I think everybody believes that Tristane died somewhere in Dorne. But on, on a boat somewhere in Dorne. Like following the coastline, coming back. Somewhere. Or or he never left. I think more people think he never left. I think well, if he never left, why is he still on the boat? Exactly. He's on a boat in Dorne fucking painting rocks for some reason. A lot of, pe- <laughs> a lot of people saw him sail off yeah. in the boat with Jamie and Marcella yeah. at the end of last season. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's on a boat with the Sand Snakes. But the yeah. Sand Snakes... For all we know, never left Dorne. So everybody yeah. thinks that Tristane is back in Dorne on a yeah. boat still for whatever reason, and the Sand Snakes popped on the boat and murdered him. And everybody doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody understands that that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's, everybody's trying to figure it out, and a lot of people yeah. think it was just a oversight by the production team or something. You know, uh, a, con- a continuity error, and nobody's really giving it much thought, like you just did. That possibly the Sand Snakes are at King's Landing. Yeah, just this painting rocks thing. I mean, if you're painting them for a corpse, like you, otherwise they're useless. Yeah, right? or or two of the sand snakes are at King's Landing. Yeah, the cute one with the whip and the dangerous one with the spear. Apparently, the one with the whip wanted to fight a guy with a sword, so she's lucky that. And I would have chosen her too. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you would have tested your sword. Against the pair, <laughs> okay. Do Do we have anything still to touch on on in Westeros, or is everything else across the sea? I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's head across the sea. Um, we have. Let's go to Arya. Let's just cut that off right okay. there. Sure. Let's do that. Um, she's blind and she's starting to train to fight. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently, apparently, they don't give a shit if a blind girl's getting beat up in the street. But there was only really beggars around. Yeah. Uh, and, and my only question for that one is: Is she going to skin change into something, and that's going to help or not? That'll be interesting, and we'll see. Because she does that in the book. Mm-hmm. She skin changes, and then she's able to fight because she's she's able to like see through the other animal. And they don't know that she can. She like they don't really get how she's doing that. That's new to them. So, interesting. Oh. Very cool. So let's go to Marine with Tyrion and Varys walking around. Yeah. Um. Who's burning the ships? <laughs> Drogon, maybe. He came back. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, be, I It's got to be the other slave. Uh. The free cities, right? It's got to be the the slavers' base cities, right? If they did that, do you think they'd be more scared? Like, there'd be an armada out there to cause trouble? No, I think they just kind of sent some people in, burned the ships, and then they're going to uh, attack. Okay, wouldn't you want them to have ships so they can leave? That's what okay. I thought, too. That yeah. doesn't make no sense. But um, <laughs> I think they want her dead. Like, I don't think they want her to leave. I think they want her dead. So She just she disappears, too, right? <laughs> I th- I, the reason why they burned the ships is, uh, and we discussed this at the con, um, and, and it was basically... That gives a reason for having Greyjoys. Of here. course, yes, because you need. Otherwise, you have you have all the ships you need there, right there. So that's why they needed to be burned. Yeah, somebody somebody was smoking and they didn't put it out properly, and all the ships went down. So curious what the reasoning is going to be for the show, but uh, I yeah. I think it's just going to be like we don't want you to leave, we want you dead. I feel like if they just write that line, everybody'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but you I mean, mean like her people are hurt because she's gone already anyway. I, I think it's I think it's forces from the other uh, slavers bay cities. They've smuggled in a few guys to like set fire to all the ships. Yeah, kind of ab- absolutely. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, it sucks on the ships. They were all like part right beside each other, and they all burned. Like that was pretty. This is like a Ramsey Bolton type <laughs> inside job here. A good, a good twenty men probably did that. It would make sense because then they, then it would start the battle. 
Yeah, they just needed the ships out of the way, so that's they're gone. Let's uh, move on, I guess. Move on. To, um, so uh, jo- uh, Jora and uh, Dario are hunting down Daenerys, and they find her uh, leaf of Lothlorien on the ground. Um, <laughs> not idly did the leaves of Lothlorien fall. Uh, they found her ring, and they know that she has been captured by a by a Kalasar. Yeah. Um, and they have this kind of bromantic talk. Of, I, I I thought that was kind of touching. They had a, they had a good banter between them. Yeah. Like the banter in this scene was sort of superior to a lot of the Thraki banter, I think. There was this camaraderie between them. So then we go to Daenerys, and she is sort of uh, stripped down, kind of almost back where she was in the first season, almost. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, taken as a uh, different kind of slave. In the first season, we called it a bride. But uh, here she is um, taken and sort of paraded and talked vulgarly to. Um, and except for that Dothraki guy who just wants to cuddle and talk afterwards. But uh, eventually we reach Carl Moro, who uh, who uh, is going to do some stuff to her too, but eventually she drops the Drogo bomb. Yeah, and that was the only the only title that mattered was the you <coughs> see title. Yeah, like, he, he did have a good burn where he's like, you're nobody millionth of your name. <laughs> <laughs> but then she countered with, like, the Khaleesi was the only turn that mattered, and it did, so she's going to be sent there. Yeah. So now they know who she is, and she's going to get say, uh, sent to uh, Vase Dothrak, right? Did I say yeah. that right? Um, with the crones, who we haven't seen since season one when she was eating the heart. Mm. But obviously this is uh, just sort of a kind of a prison almost. You know, not, not, not exactly a prison, but essential. But she can't leave, right? So it's basically a prison, yeah. It's like a monastery, basically. Yeah, and that's exactly. not good. Until Drogon shows up, probably, to bust her out. Do you think Drogon's going to show up, or do you think uh, Jorah and Dario? Well, if they're in Vostrothrak, they might be able to smuggle her out. Like, but, like if she was still in the Horde, they're going to do shit. They're not going to be able to get her out of there, but yeah, maybe they can do something there. But I, I do think Drogon's going to show up at some point. My prediction, Jorah and Dario attempt to get her out. It yeah. goes south, it fails, yeah. and then right as it looks like they're going to be murdered or die or whatever, um, that's when Drogon's going to show up. Then yeah. Ares is going to ride the dragon, and the Kalasar is going to be like, holy shit, uh, yeah. yep, 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 let's bow down, you're the one, uh, yeah. and we're with you. It kind of matches what we think would happen in the books, it's just they kind of took a detour to get there, because it feels like in the books she'll get the Dothraki with her, because she's she has Drogon right with her mm. at that point, so maybe even ride back, you think, to like hit the city if it's being attacked? Um... I could picture her arriving at the city with the Kalsar at her back and sort of yeah. um, realizing that maybe her people don't want her anymore. Mm. Or these people don't want her. They're kind of on their own. They've done their own thing. And um, maybe it's time to get out of there as the Greyjoys arrive, right? Yeah. Now, do you think they, they, uh, there's going to be lots of Greyjoys this season? Uh, there's definitely going to be some. I believe yeah. Casting News said that Euron had been casted, maybe Victorian, I'm not sure. And I think I think Asha, or excuse me, Yara, is uh, back this season. I, I guess kind of just to tie back to the Tyrion storyline, because he's there. Like the, That's a Red Priest there that's kind of ranting against him, so they're kind of pulling the Red Priest in there as well in the city. Very true. Yeah. Um, Which is compressing what, like, I mean, instead of having an, an other city like Volantis and all that going, they just bring him over here. And have that go within the city. So that's going to be interesting. Is that Makoro? Uh, I guess. I, I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah. So uh, what? 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 What were your? Uh, since that's about the episode. So what? Yeah. Um, 
What were you disappointed to see? Were there spoilers that kind of slapped you in the face? Were you offended by anything? Were you uh, upset or anything? What sort of grabbed you and went, God damn it, I wish I had seen this in the book first? No, I, I don't think I was particularly spoiled by this episode. I mean, other than, I guess, the Melisandre thing. But again, it was more confirmation of something I already thought. So I, I don't I don't feel like that like I think things like the Doran storyline are just different things that changes. I don't think Doran's going to be killed like that. He might just die. He's old, uh, but he's going to be more working with his with the daughters rather than him being an enemy. Yeah, like that. So it, it was more like there was a large collection of nitpicks, and I, I don't I don't really want to go into all of them. I I don't I don't really like uh, Preston Jacobs' videos that much generally because I think he goes really far with his conspiracy theories. But I felt like the video he did do for this episode, if you were looking for nitpicks, was good because he really just tore it apart and all the nitpicks that, that are in there. So I think it was more like a death by a thousand cuts hmm. that pulled it down rather than one particular nitpick. But it, but overall, I'm still excited. I still had a fun time watching it, and I want to see what's happening next week and where it's going to go. So I'm still watching it for this season. Cool. I'll agree with you on that. I feel like the Dorn stuff is so completely different, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. The Melisandre stuff was something we all I all believed in, so it wasn't really ruining that. It was just kind of confirming. Yeah. And uh, I think the most disappointing thing for me was seeing how the Kalasar reacted to finding uh, Danny, which is that they didn't even know who she was. Um, in the book, I was, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, are they gonna recognize her and join her? Are they gonna, like, try to murder her outright? And her and Drogon are gonna have to fight for their lives. Mm. Um, so I think that was the biggest, like, ah, oh, damn, for me, was that they just sort of took her and, and yeah. kinda went on, went so. didn't have the dragon at her back to force that, uh, confrontation. Yeah. And, and it does have to be mentioned, I mean, because the show has such a bad, history with the way it does rape the just having a scene of people just like threatening rape was kind of yeah they sort of lightened it up with these uh bro dothraki who were making all these jokes to call moro it was kind of a comedic scene when moro got there it was it was kind of funny because they kept undercutting him like they weren't giving him respect but then on the right there it's like okay yeah this show has a bad history with a little like that yeah it just wasn't needed really very true very true well awesome I mean I think that uh, that about wraps it up for the red woman yeah awesome straight to the point I think we're gonna keep things short and sweet this season yeah. um, but uh, I mean and I are still watching so uh, thank you for listening to this episode review recap I don't even know what to call it of uh, season six episode one the red woman uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at APOIAF and on Facebook at a podcast device and fire join the forums join the discussion there's always a episode chat going on in there and uh, wonderful we'll see you next time see you next time okay yeah. sounds good cool. man I'll talk to you later alright later I mean peace okay alright that's, that's a good, good. sample <laughs> uh, what's the episode number uh, 193 193 is that what it is yeah. dude I've already done like dude Game of Thrones is my busy season I did the after show so the next oh, one, yeah? I was on a serious radio um, uh, radio show talking to this top Hollywood reporter about Game of Thrones Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's my it's my busy season. <laughs> okay, well let's uh, do it then. Cool. All right, one ninety three. Yeah. All right. You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode one hundred and ninety three for the week of April twenty fifth. Nope. Let me start that over again. It's April twenty fourth, right? Yep. <laughs>